0: Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post Weekend Review Show. My name's Chris and joining me as ever, we've got Dave. Hello Chris, how we doing? I'm not too bad, yourself Dave?
1: Yes, can't complain.
0: Good, good, good. So the Premier League is back after the uh, the Wayne Rooney testimonial, uh... And, uh, the, say the review show we did last weekend, uh, but actual Premier League football is back. And thankfully, it's a slightly better weekend than it was, uh, for the last uh, round of games where very little seemed to happen. Uh, we were supposed to have been joined by a Man United fan, uh, as, as me and D- Dave discussed last weekend. It'd be interesting to speak to a Man United fan, um, On how he thought their season was going Uh, but unfortunately he's still on his way back from Old Trafford as it's such a long way for him to get home Uh, so he couldn't join us unfortunately there there were some some issues so they couldn't join us so if you're a Man United fan and you're listening uh, and you fancy coming on and talking about how well you're playing at the moment um, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or something Um, so yeah quite a busy Premier League weekend Uh, nine games Uh, unfortunately the mighty Toon have to wait tomorrow to uh, play it against Burnley it's going to be uh, a classic. Yeah, it's got yeah, it's got a classic written all over hasn't it. <laughs> End of November, Monday night football. Um, but yeah, I say my planning for the show has, has been a bit uh, knocked off by I, I guess not joining us. Um, but we might as well open with the uh, the most action-packed game of the of the weekend. Uh, Manchester United nil, Crystal Palace nil.
1: Well, this was great, wasn't it? Um, I say, say it's a shame we haven't got uh, the Monday night spectacle on this one, but. Uh, my God, they're so poor. It's uh, I find it quite funny. I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it in a sick sort of way.
0: It's quite difficult to talk about this one because like, I say I caught up on all of the football today because it was a write off for me. So I've I've watched match of the day today. I've watched like the highlights through Sky and everything today. So it's all quite fresh in my mind. But I can't remember the last time that Man United were last on match of the day.
1: Uh, it's, it's been a lot more since. Uh since Ferguson left than when he was there. <laughs> but, like, um,
0: even their highlights was really brief. Yeah, it was... Well. Um,
1: I can't remember a game as poor as this for them since they uh, since they drew 0-0 with Liverpool last season. Can you remember this, when Mourinho just decided just to shut up the shop shut completely? Up, yeah. And it was, was last on match of the day, but... I mean, if, if you want a 0-0 draw, he's your man for the job, like, but, uh, again, at home to Crystal Palace, and they draw 0-0 and it's not like they dominated either Palace had their fair share of, yeah. uh, of breakaways and things so where yeah. do they go from me?
0: I say f- from, from the limited highlights that are available on Match of Day and, and the bits of analysis on Sky this morning it looked like Palace were unlucky not to win it to be fair uh, both teams had a goal disallowed um Palace's I wasn't quite so sure whether it should have been displayed, He was ever so slightly offside, mm. I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think it was just off, but it was tight, wasn't it?
0: But um, you know, obviously Zahar came back to, to the Palace lineup. Uh, he missed the last game before the international break, and they didn't look great there. Uh, so obviously he obviously he's got a, a point to prove at Old Trafford, I imagine. Um, so he, he gives them a bit of impetus. But for everything I saw, Manchester United looked like they weren't interested. Like they expected to turn up and just for. um palace to lie down for them or something
1: they were very laboured in everything they did Mm -hmm. and uh, as usual Fellaini was thrown on and even that didn't seem to have the usual chaos effect it can have so very strange to see them you know that bad Um, but it's been it's been like this whole season really hasn't they've had the odd good results good turn up here and there but generally they've been piss poor Mm
0: -hmm. So they were 8th going into the weekend. I haven't looked at the updated um, league table. So I imagine they're still around that area.
1: The 7th. Um, yeah, because Watford and Bournemouth both lost. But Evan went above them. So,
0: But, yes, but yeah, it didn't look good. There was no urgency from them whatsoever. Um, the one thing I found really interesting about this, so I, I knew they drew 0-0 on, on Saturday. Um, looking at Twitter, there were Man United fans saying, I'll take that point. <laughs> against Crystal Palace who are in, in a bad run of form not scoring goals at Old Trafford like have they just been brainwashed into thinking this is this is what we are now like
1: I think a lot of them have accepted they're not going to go anywhere whilst Mourinho is in charge mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason um, not only is it the lack of goals and lack of attacking football but I think they've just given up on, on this season already yeah. um, they're, as you say, they're well outside of the Champions League places. Um, they've probably got more chance of going deeper in the Champions League uh, with Mourinho, the way Mourinho plays. Yeah. You know, when, if they get to the knockout stages, which they should do from the position they're in now, you know that you can see them troubling teams over two legs definitely. Um, and that's been shown by the fact that they've, they've beaten Juventus in, in Juventus just uh, a few weeks ago. So they may be starting to turn their attention to that because uh, they're not going anywhere in the league anytime soon.
0: It's just horrible to watch. Like, I say, I'm an Arsenal fan, so, you know, I've watched some, like, some bad football. Like, just frustrating football. Not bad, anyway, really, but just some frustrating football, you know, in the last couple of years, especially towards the end of Wenger's reign, and some stubbornness from a manager. But this is, like, a whole new level. It's, like, yeah, just everyone hates each other it's like a bad relationship isn't it you know everyone hates <laughs> each other they're just going through the motions and until you know something somebody bites the bullet eventually but it's yeah I,
1: I think that's a probably a good way of looking at uh, but it but they spent so much it's not like the teams are made up of like journeymen pros and things they mm-hmm. spent so much on most areas of that team and if they're not if they're not good enough, then you know whose fault is it. But I mean, that's kind of been the the big debate, hasn't it, all season?
0: Yeah, that's it. Marino's talking in the week that they'll make the top four by the end of by January. He says they'll be in the top four now, unless there's some kind of catastrophic event. <laughs> that that although to be fair, the way Chelsea played this weekend, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I know you I know you've got to back your your players, but then he comes out after the game and slates them again. Um, But yeah, uh, oh, yeah, just it wasn't good, and you know. But do the Glazers sack him? He's he does. I know you say Man United fans are kind of giving up on the season, but Mourinho does still seem quite popular with them because I don't know because he he fights against the Glazers sometimes, I suppose, and obviously they're not popular at all. So, do they sack him and risk the the wrath of the fans?
1: Who, I suppose going to be in the next month or so they're going to have to decide because otherwise you're not going to give them any money in January I wouldn't have thought if they don't really want to keep them very long so they're going to have to decide whether they want to bring in Zidane or whoever else is available um, pretty quickly I would say but I think history's showing they'll probably stick with them until the end of the season and then usher them out.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've said that a few times now, haven't we? I think that's not the case. Well, I suppose one interesting, for, uh, to, for something to talk about from the game, apart from how dark it was, is the Fellaini tackle?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I may be very gullible here, but I thought he just sort of went to play the ball and his follow-through just happened to land on the guy's mm-hmm. foot. Um, it didn't seem that malicious to me, but you know, he's, he's had this in him before where he's yeah. you know thrown an elbow and things like that.
0: Because he takes a look at the player, doesn't he? I think on match of the day when they're analysing it as well, they were like he takes a look at him first, but mm. you can see how he's just clumsy and whatever. But it, you know, thankfully, no no one was injured in the tackle. It, it looked quite bad.
1: It did look bad. And seeing it back, I thought, how how has he played on there? Like mm. it, <laughs> I was thinking, serious injury, but uh, obviously, made a sterner stuff than I am.
0: But yeah, definitely. So yeah, I um, say so we've definitely given Man United more times than match of the, more time than match of the day did though. Um, <laughs> Um yeah so we'll go on to the other side of Manchester now then uh, the exact opposite end of the spectrum uh west Ham uh losing four 0 to man City and man City ripped West Ham to pieces like and or, and it looked if you looked at that game some some of the goals they scored it was very similar to when they beat man United a few weeks ago, the way that time just seemed that especially Sane, I think it was his first, like where time just stopped. Again. <laughs> Oh, he he sat the defender
1: down and the keeper down, and in the corner. It was mad because as you say, like, not only that, there was three of them queuing to put it in, like, if he hadn't for every reason. Mm -hmm. How on earth did they get themselves, like, I support a very average club, as you know. And we are lucky if we get a chance like that once a season. Whereas every goal they score, they've got like three or four men yeah. waiting to put the ball into an almost empty net. Like how would it? How does it? Get, how does it happen? And <laughs> I
0: think, and not, it's not like they're a team that plays on the break. So that, it's not like they're all sprinting forwards because they're not all blessed with pace or anything like that. So they're not catching teams on the hop. They are literally just waltzing through teams.
1: <laughs> That's insane. It it? I mean, they they're, they're probably going to win the league, mm-hmm. but. I mean, fair play, Liverpool for hanging on to them at the minute, because the, the way the two sides play, Liverpool are kind of scraping victories here and there. I mean, obviously, we'll come on to them in a moment, but mm-hmm. Man City's just seen the p- batter teams every week. And it's, yeah, they are the best team in the league at the yeah, moment to definitely. watch. It, it, uh,
0: it looked effortless yesterday. It, it
1: did. It, asked the word for it, really. I mean, they were 3 and up inside, what, half an hour? Yeah, pretty much. So, so, Something like that. It's, uh, it's just mad. It's, uh, so good. Uh, and- yeah. You struggle to see how they're going to drop points,
0: and that's the weird, the, the weird thing is West Ham don't consider that they played badly because I don't think they did. They had chances.
1: They did, yeah. I mean, obviously, Man City slacked off a little bit once they got the three goal lead, but mm-hmm. you know, you, they still made plenty of chances. Um, probably should have at least one back. I would have said, yeah. but this is the the thing. I like, people slated Benitez and other managers for shutting up, shutting up shop and trying to, you know, trying not to lose four nil. And West Ham had a go, and you know, everyone before the game was like, oh, look, West Ham are having a go. But the 3 0 downside, half an hour. Like, it's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, you can see both sides of the argument, but, uh, end of the day, it's 4 it's 0 loss. It doesn't the goal there's no favours? And, uh, it's tight down there, as we'll come on to.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, there's not really much more, you know, Man City have won 4 0. There's not much, really, much more to say. I think West Ham played alright. They look like, they still look like they'll cause other teams trouble. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, they'll be absolutely fine. Um, as we've said before, Arnautovic is the absolute pivot of their team. If he if he doesn't play, it may be a different story. But uh, they've got the likes of Felipe Anderson who've started to find their feet now, so mm-hmm. um, they'll be absolutely fine. But uh, fine. fortunately for them, they don't have to play Man City every week.
0: Yeah, I think that's the thing. Though. I think teams are just going to like they're going to have that Man City game and accept, accept being battered by them because <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to happen to a lot of teams. It, well, it already has this season. So. Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we're going to Liverpool then. Um, now I didn't, I didn't realise. I thought this was a one nil. I thought this finished one 0 <laughs> The last score I saw was one nil to Liverpool. Um, but yeah, Liverpool f- coming away. Uh, Watford three nil. Watford's um, sticky runner form continues. Um, I don't think they've won for a, a couple of games, so I don't remember them winning recently. Um, but they were unlucky not to get a penalty and then yeah um, Salah scores uh, Alexander Arnold another free kick uh, and Firmino uh, finished it off uh, despite Liverpool uh, finishing with 10 men as well uh,
1: yeah I, mean, I was surprised that Liverpool won 3-0 to be honest I, I thought this would have both teams scoring uh, to be honest I thought that uh, I thought Liverpool might have rested a few players because the week they've got ahead they've got PSG on Wednesday and they've got the Derby next weekend uh, and I thought this, with a lot of players come back from I mean, it, National Duty might have seen, you know, a bit of a rotation, um, but they didn't, to be fair. They, they, they played more or less the full strength of the team. I think Gomez was injured, um, but that was more enforced than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it seemed quite a tight game for, what, 65 minutes until Salah scored, whatever minute it was, uh, and then once Watford started to chase the game, that, that plays in Liverpool's hands.
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting as well that... Um I've spoken about this a couple of times where Liverpool aren't playing that fast attacking football and they didn't do it again but they, they, they pulled out a 3-0 win and it, it does seem to be a conscious it's starting to look like it's a conscious decision to come away from that because they did burn themselves out a bit last season
1: Yeah they did um, but for me they, they really hit the form last season around this kind of time November, December, January um, when of course European football Stops for a few months while we have the the winter. Um, so whether that was a factor or not, but only playing you know only league games, being able to focus more on just your domestic form.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I'm sure someone's done the done the scientific look behind behind the stats and things. But that that was when Salah in particular was was really on fire over uh, December and January last year. Mm-hmm. And whether that happens again this year, I, I'm not too sure. Like you, I think they they've realised the longer game here.
0: Well, that, that's it like they so they've st- they've started slowly, they're unbeaten, uh like man city uh, but they have started slowly uh, in in the in the way they're playing, but they say you do you do still feel like they could turn it on, and if at uh, this time of the season when you know the weather's cold it's you're playing evening games, you know other teams you know are feeling a bit labored teams like man united and whatever they, they could they could cause some damage to teams if they just suddenly decide to turn it on. Uh, but they are rotating their squad as well. So Henderson came back in. Obviously, he won't be playing for a couple of now <laughs> after being sent off ridiculously for two bookable offences. Uh, with in a, in a short time, really, he was given a warning just before he was. No, he uh, it, it
1: was. It was almost like he wants next Sunday off. <laughs> <before whatever. laughs> um,
0: you know, as I say, usually you wait till a little before Christmas before getting your suspension. Um, but yeah, so, so Favino dropped out. Shakiri started. Uh, so he, they are starting to rotate their squad as well. So yeah, Klopp looks like he definitely could be playing the long game. Uh, whether it'll be enough to keep up with Man City, who rotate their squad every week, it seems, and nothing changes.
1: <laughs> True. Well, all they can do is keep winning, uh, which mm-hmm. I know is a stupid thing to say, but you know, all they can do is keep finding ways. Um, whether you win in 1-0 or 4-0 it's still three points and alright if you lose the title on goal difference then that's unfortunate but it's probably you know it's happened a handful of times in 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 memory that uh, the title will come down to just goal difference
0: mm-hmm. yeah so what, what, Watford I think so we we spoke about Watford being a bit patchy recently um, but yeah I was really surprised to see them lo- lo- lose 3-0 because as, as you said as well they are a team who generally tend to score
1: yeah, they're normally good for a goal, but as I say, they've, they've really dropped off recently. I mean, they didn't even score against us a few weeks ago, and then they got a draw with Southampton. Um I never thought they'd beat Liverpool unless there was massive changes from, from Liverpool, but, uh, I expect them to score at least. Um but, no, they, I mean, they had a goal to Sloud early on, but rightly it was a couple of yards offside, I think. It's, uh, it's odd I've just seen that their manager's due to sign a new contract, which, um it's quite a rare thing for Watford. They yeah, seem, are, <laughs> seem to turn them, turn them managers over pretty quickly. But uh, I mean, they're still ninth. They're still a long way from danger. Um, they're still, you know, relatively close to European places. It, there's a lot to be positive about, really. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um. So yeah. Uh, on to the the probably the biggest game of the weekend, I suppose. Uh, Spurs uh, against Chelsea. Uh, fourth against third. Um. Chelsea's unbeaten start over, and. I think we. I think this has been coming really hasn't it it has yeah. I, I did not expect it to be at the hands of Spurs and I definitely didn't expect Chelsea to be so bad
1: no but like you say we, we talked about this maybe a few weeks ago where we said someone's going to absolutely batter Chelsea because of the way they play and uh, as you say Tottenham just happened to be the team who were on form and uh, oh, it was like the David Luiz of all wasn't it we've, missed it. Yeah, we've yeah, missed
0: it he put Mustafi's boots on again and <laughs> off he went
1: the old chaos factor as Ross calls him, but uh it's he was awful, but he wasn't the only one who was awful like we've said before you cannot play a back four that's got david louise in it it's got Marcus Alonso who fancies himself as a left winger um mm-hmm. uh, Rodriguez he's okay but he, he can't do it all by himself um likewise asquetter he's a good player, but he i don't i don't understand why he was so good on the right side of a back three and then he would change that over mm-hmm. um but the biggest joke of the whole thing for me was that, before Giroud came on and obviously it made a big difference Chelsea were getting it wide and they were getting crossed into the box and they were aiming for Hazard and then Golo Kante yeah. and it's, it's we've well been talking about all season why is Kante and, and Kante and Jorginho being continued with because it obviously doesn't work and Jorginho was awful yesterday yeah, as well
0: like, from what I saw Jorginho was the worst player on the pitch
1: he was abysmal um, but Spurs and I think more and more teams now are starting to realise what he's all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they can stop him doing what he what he does best, which is keeping them ticking over, they don't tick, and it's pretty woeful. They don't really have a plan B. Which again we spoke about before. Like mm-hmm. if if we, if we can see it from here, surely Saudi must must know they need more more ideas, more options than what they're currently doing. Because at the minute, if it doesn't work, he swaps Pedro on for usually William, but. So, any of the front three, he'll rotate Kovacic and Barkley, uh, and then he'll he'll rotate the two strikers, and that's that seems to be the the extent of changing it up.
0: Mm, pretty much, I say um, Spurs completely took out at the game. Like they played out wide, and he's he's got no pace to him whatsoever. <laughs> so, and then I think it was uh, I think it was son's goal where Kante was up the pitch. Yeah. So, Spurs have just one long ball, basically. Uh, Son's on the end of it, taking Kante at the game, who's your man, who's usually there, who, who you would expect to be breaking up play. Jorginho just might as well not be in there. And obviously, David Luiz, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't bring him down, to be fair. Um, well, that's the thing, like, everyone's going to about it, it was like, oh, goal of the season from Son, but he, it was very easy for him. Yeah, if, uh, I mean,
1: well, that, that was it. I mean, half the Chelsea lads who were chasing one yellow cards, I think, which didn't help. But but uh, some pathetic looking tackles in there, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. But so, before we criticised Chelsea, Tottenham were excellent at the yeah, game they plan. Were, they stuck they were, to it.
0: They were very good.
1: Son was the ideal man for the job there because he was just, as you say, running, running them ragged, willing to run down the alleyways. But uh, David Luiz actively getting out the way of Harry Kane's shot was mm-hmm. uh, was a highlight for me.
0: Yep. Kepa didn't look that impressive, to be fair, because I-, I saw that cane shot, and I was like, that- how's that gone in? Like, Kane-Louise okay, uh, might have blindsided him a bit. Yeah, but... I-, I
1: don't think you can really expect you send the centre-half to be where he was and not get something in the way of it, but still, he shouldn't be so flat-footed, but yeah. uh, you kind of expect something better from the centre-half rather than yeah. actively moving yourself out of the way of the ball.
0: But yeah, it, it was strange as well, because like... As we've seen from a few other performances this week, it seems that the international break has actually refreshed a couple of teams. I didn't expect it to do this to Spurs. So he's rotated a few of his squad. like He's dropped Trippier uh, and whatever, and a few players have come in. But Spurs, yeah, Spurs look very lively. They look rested and refreshed. Uh, Yeah, gave Chelsea the absolute runaround.
1: I think uh, it's worth noting as well... um, Two weeks for the managers to think of game plans and tactics and the studio the opposition has shone through in a, in a couple of the games where uh, the tactics have been absolutely spot on. Uh, we'll come on to Wolves Huddersfield today but that was an absolute masterclass from Huddersfield today on how they've set up to, to blunt Wolves who we've said before have been very impressive but... Mm-hmm you know two weeks of preparation time for managers to earn their corn and it, it shows what difference it makes
0: yeah. and I so say one interesting thing that popped up on match of the day um, I was really surprised by is now I've, I've talked a lot about Harry Kane playing a lot of games being really tired and a few of the other Spurs lads especially as they're short on reinforcements but apparently Willian has played 93 games for club and country since August last year <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of games
1: Ah uh, but Half of them are just twenty minutes cameo at the end of games when Pedro gets tired. Oh, yeah,
0: so. I suppose. But, <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking, i there were long periods the last season where I remember William didn't seem to be around the Chelsea squad at all. But ninety-three games in, in less than two seasons, less than a season and a half. That's really, that,
1: that's that's a lot, like, isn't it? But yeah, Mr. Reliable.
0: Mm, but yeah, and yeah, but yeah, Spurs hitting a lot of form. Unfortunately, coming up to next weekend's fixtures. Um, but yeah. Hopefully, we won't be as bad as Chelsea were. Um, Yeah, uh, uh, again, another another surprise, really. The other, I suppose, best game of the weekend. Fulham, under the uh, manager Ranieri now, uh, coming away 3-2 winners against Southampton. Um, So, yeah, Fulham win is what I've got written down in big letters. And then Southampton score goals. (laughs) I think...
1: I mean, I don't know about you, mean. I really expected Fulham to win this, even if they hadn't changed their manager, um, I felt poorly I rate Southampton in general, um, but as you say, the biggest surprise of me was Southampton scoring twice.
0: Yeah. Although Fulham uh, are the only team in the, the top four leagues not to expect a clean sheet this season, so yeah, they're, 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 I really thought Southampton had win this before Ranieri came in, I thought really, because you get that bounce, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a good game, though. Uh, yeah,
0: it looks a cracking game.
1: Fulham uh, needed the win; they really did. And now they're actually level on point with, with Southampton as well as, as well as, as uh, Cardiff. So it's really closed the bottom of the table right up. Uh, Ranieri, what do you think?
0: He had them organised. To be fair, okay, yes, they conceded two goals, um, but they they definitely looked a lot more organised. Cessignon, um, I, I didn't see the starting lineup, but he seemed to be a little. Play a little bit more forward. Um, there seemed to be a bit more cover when he when he went forward as well. Um, it was yeah because every time I've seen Fulham play, whenever they're on the back foot, their defense is all over the place. Hence, they had the issue with um, Scott McDonald being sent off early in the season because there were no defenders around him and he had to make a lunge. Um, but yeah, they they looked a lot better.
1: Callum Chambers has been getting good write ups playing uh, in his position actually, like mm-hmm. old midfield. Um, I mean, I'm sure he came. Did he come through as a as a holding mid originally? I believe
0: uh, so. When because when yeah. when Arsenal signed him, there was talk about him being a midfielder, and and he played he played like a handful of games in the cup uh, where he's slotted in a midfield now and again. He's yeah. quite he's quite good on the ball.
1: Yeah, I was I quite liked him uh, when he was playing for the Under 21s mm-hmm. must Must been last summer in the in the whatever it was the Under Twenty One Euros Championship, whatever it is. He seemed quite a quite a handy centre half, yeah. but. He's one of these who's never really hit up to his uh, his, repu- his reputation he had as a young kid.
0: That's the thing. he's very similar to Eric Dyer in a way, where he can mm. play a variety of positions. Um, but I think he pref- a, I think he prefers centre back.
1: That's a way to cut the career short, isn't it? To say yeah. He's similar to Eric Dyer. Yeah, really. In fact,
0: he's not as, he's, 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 he's not as fat as Eric Dyer though, obviously. Um, <laughs> but what, yeah. what do you think about
1: Southampton? Are they? Uh, are they as bad as I think they are, or am I just biased against?
0: Them? Um, I don't know because Fulham—it's a thing. Fulham look, genuinely looked quite good. Um, Armstrong, I was quite impressed with.
1: Um, I, I was concerned we spent all season saying he's not as good as Tadic, and then he, mm-hmm. uh, the second goal in particular was very nice. I enjoyed that. Like that finish.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of talk about him when they signed him. Uh, I think Hughes was saying he was—you know—he because he, signing players from the SPL. Um, generally, doesn't, hmm. doesn't go that well for for some Premier League teams, and I know the position they're in and stuff. But you'd still class Southampton as a as a Premier League club. Usually, when you see players come down from the SPL, they're they're, they're the, the more defensive players. They go to like you like your teams like your Brightons and your your who yeah. you do play the more physical side of the game. So to have a creative you know, Scottish player. Obviously, we're seeing the likes of James Forrest have a great season at the moment up there. Um, so it's, it is unusual to see that. To say that, but yeah, he looked really good yesterday. I think Sunderland. I think Sunderland. At uh, Sunderland, sorry. It's a, they're both, Ste- they're, they're, on. Yeah, they're both, they're both shit in the West stripes. Um, <laughs> Southampton. I think they thought that game was there for the taking, um, even with the Ranieri factor, and I think they took Fulham a bit lightly. Um, I think that I think they might get out of trouble, but it depends. That this that defeat could hurt them. You know, they could feel like you know we had our chances and we didn't win.
1: They've um they've won the least number of games in the league, which is one. Um, everyone else has won at least two now. Um, let, let me tell you their next fixtures and see what you think. There so, you so they're home to Man United on Saturday. Oh,
0: there's a win for them.
1: Mm. Uh, they then go to Tottenham. They're then at they're then at Cardiff. Then at home to Arsenal. Okay,
0: they'll probably beat us now.
1: Away to Huddersfield. Uh, home to West Ham and home to Man City. So all their games in December are either against relegation rivals or top four or five clubs.
0: Yeah, it's not a good run for them. Is it? They, they've they've got to get out of the. But, r- oh.
1: Well, it's, it's shit or bust, isn't it? Like yeah. they're either, they're going to have to go hard or go home.
0: Mm-hmm. They were missing Danny Ings yesterday, who, who's been one of their best performers as well, but... Yeah.
1: yeah, he'll help, obviously, but uh, some of those games, like I say, you wouldn't expect them to win yeah. three or four Three or four of them. You know, they might, of course. It's not, a, not done and dusted, but uh, I'll be surprised if they're not in the bottom three come Christmas Day.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, looking at how close the table is now, um, yeah, easily. Oh, that- and they, they could probably be as far as bottom, maybe. Mm. Which, yeah... It's- but yeah, it's, it's it's funny with Southampton. They used to be this team, didn't they? The team that was always fighting relegation, and then they, you know they had a few good years, and it, it looks like they're just reverting back to, back back to it. Well,
1: they keep they keep selling their players and lose managers and things, don't they? It's uh, it's never a recipe for success. Is it? Yeah.
0: Um, next game then, uh, Everton uh, coming out one nil winners against Cardiff. Um, I thought Everton could have had a few more here.
1: Yes, uh, I think we all expect Everton to win, you know, 2 or 3 nil really, uh, Cardiff did what we said they've been doing all season, they, they just approach every game the same, let's have a go, see if we can, see if we can make a goal and they hung in really, Everton never really hit top gear or anything but uh, they were worthy of their win, I would have said.
0: Yeah definitely, uh, so this, this is what happens when you got a Walcott cut in your team, um, just God, the amount of times I saw him go forward and then make the wrong decision, it was just like I thought he was wearing red again. Um, Andre Gomez, though, absolutely ran the show.
1: Yes, he looked very good, didn't he? Um, He did. His his reputation took a bit of a battering because he was hated by uh, Barcelona fans, from from what I've surmised from doing a bit of reading about him. But uh, he's obviously a very talented player, and maybe, alright, not Barcelona good, but he'll certainly do well at. Club slightly lower down the ladder.
0: Yeah, he was linked to a lot of clubs when, Bar because Barcelona were very public in the fact that yeah, we don't want him anymore. Besides, <laughs> um, there was there was talk of him going to Arsenal. Uh, I'm pretty sure Man United were linked with him at one point. Yeah, um, but then like that's that you know look at um Seri who went to Fulham. He was linked with everybody in Europe, I think. Um, but yeah, he he looked really good yesterday. You know, he comes to collect. He was collecting the ball off the back four. Uh, you know, driving forward and stuff so yeah Everton's still showing signs of progression under Marco Silva Sig- yeah Sigurds- Sorry, go on. so yes yeah, to continuing his scoring run um and i think one thing that you said a few weeks ago um so like obviously Walcott is still one of the most frustrating players in the premier league even though he was involved in the goal yesterday he came off and luckman came on mm, and luckman again, yeah him. luckman looked really sharp again so because, I, I say, Walcott had a few chances from what I saw where, you know, you hear the stadium groan. Like, you could stand outside Goodison Park <laughs> and you could tell when Phil Walcott's ran into the box because you just hear the groans. Um, so, yeah, when does when does he make that change? Because I think that could step him up a bit as well.
1: It's got to be coming, hasn't it? It's mm-hmm. got to be. They've got so many, well, Calvert-Lewin and Luckman, uh, to name two, who are kind of knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. And as you say, Walcott hasn't pulled up any trees for, for a good while now I think, I think he technically set up the goal yesterday didn't he because his shot was yeah, saved yeah
0: he's, his pass to the goalkeeper was parmed <laughs> out basically um, but yeah it's a shame because I, I loved Theo when when he was at the Emirates but he was so frustrating and we'll come on to frustrating Arsenal players shortly um, <laughs> but yeah he, but I thought him going to Everton the way they play and stuff having Seamus Coleman with him and stuff like that would do him well but he just still looks to be the same player, unfortunately. I mean,
1: I, I I hate him because when he played for you, he must have scored six or seven goals against us, mm. easily, including a hat trick in in one game where you got seven. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm I'm not, and yet when he plays against any other team, he's absolutely terrible. So maybe he just hates us, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a black and white stripes they provoke him. <laughs> he, um... he even he
1: even scored for Everton last season against us. Like, oh wow! It, I know, I know.
0: But yeah, it's i it's, it's, it's but yeah, I say I was I was quite impressed with what I saw from Everton and yeah, with it being one nil, it was quite surprising. Cardiff didn't look like that yeah. They just did what the Cardiff have been doing really, um what I say?
1: It was a bit Homer Simpson's boxing career yesterday, wasn't it, for Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they just kept taking the hits and they were still standing until they couldn't uh, couldn't land a blow themselves. Yeah, but I- I think the amount,
0: know. the amount of times matches that I showed Sol Bamba just poofing the <laughs> ball out of the 18-yard <laughs> box. Just... I thought they were replaying the same clip over and over again. It's <laughs> just like, what are you doing?
1: Well... Um... I always say with Cardiff, Warner will be happy as long as they're within touch and distance and still they're still scrapping for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of admire them for it, even though he's a tosser. But like you know, he he he's he's doing quite well with not much. Let's be quite honest. So. He
0: is indeed. Uh, the final Saturday game then, um, Brighton versus Leicester, uh, a one-all draw. with uh, obviously Glenn Murray scored because obviously what happens. Uh, interestingly, Jamie Vardy on the bench, and I don't think it's the first time. He's been on apparently, the bench this apparently he's
1: had the uh he's had the flu this week. That's oh, the re- that's the latest reason from being on the bench.
0: But say, I remember, obviously the season they won the league it was basically built on long balls to him mm. chasing everything. Um is it getting to that? I I can't remember how old Jamie Vardy is now, but are we getting All to no- Okay. He's old enough
1: to retire from national football, so...
0: No, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but you say, are we at the stage that, well, that's not going to work for him anymore? And obviously they've got Ineacho, who's, who's younger. Doesn't seem to have hit his stride there, considering how good he looked at Man City. Um, but he's still being picked ahead of him.
1: Yeah, I mean, the fun with Leicester is, I don't think anyone really knows what their best team is. There's three or four positions in the team that seem to change every week. Uh, the right-back, that Pereira chap seems to play either right back or right wing they've got Cazal who's the sort of maybe to be the next Mahrez but can't hold down a place on the team uh, as you say the forward the strikers whether it's Vardy Ayanacho or um they seem to not be able to settle on a, a two or a one or whatever they want to do Damari Gray has been in and out and um, the centre half. It seems to be Wes Morgan plus one, which, as we said before, is in- insane. I don't know mm-hmm. how he. Yes. I don't know how he's still holding down a place. Uh So yeah, all of that adds up to what you've got, which is tenth, because they're just a, a bit of a mash at the minute. And obviously, what's gone on, we've said footballs, maybe not the highest priority there at the minute. But uh, I think everyone there wants to wants to move on with the season. Yeah. Um They've got a Cup game in the week, I think, because they didn't play the AFL Cup game a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, so yeah. against um, isn't it? Yes. So um, that's another chance of them to try and figure out what what they're going to do because uh, they need to settle on what their best team is.
0: But yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't. I can't remember anything that really happened in the game apart from like the odd thing that I've got well. J- well so.
1: just J- just James Madison's hilarious dive, which yeah. he got sent off for.
0: And yeah, got to say I've got a slap around the head from Damari Gray as well. As he went off and it didn't look like a unlucky <laughs> slap. It was like what are you doing? Um he has come out and apologized for it. Um saying that he was although he has said that he was anticipating uh yes. contact although he has said that also that is no excuse. Yeah, I so say we spoke quite positively of Madison so far this season. It's silly to see him do it and it? it's
1: annoying as well because as you say everyone's been saying how good he is and you know it's only six months ago he was playing in the championship so just yes. think you've got the point where you can be throwing yourself around diving trying to win a penalty just remember where you've come from like it's it's, it's ridiculous really
0: I was talking about trying to win a penalty from the tackle that Kyle made <laughs> for the equaliser you wouldn't have to have tried very hard like how he didn't get sent off for that was absolute it was absolutely shocking. It was.
1: Uh, I mean, the only thing he'd say is it wasn't. I don't think it was an intention to to injure someone. He was just throwing himself in the way and got it very badly wrong, didn't he? Yeah, but uh, awful it could have been a serious injury had it been. I don't think he made that much contact, fortunately. But uh,
0: no, because he actually jumps, doesn't he? he jumps yeah, away. But yeah, but it, it looked horrible.
1: It was out of control. I think yes. is what the the refs called.
0: <laughs> but yeah, say so, and you've got to think. I don't remember Brighton doing much in that game. Uh, I can't even remember Glenn Murray's goal. I, I'm presuming it was a tap in. Not a it was play.
1: a it was a header from a corner. The other Brighton oh, goal. Okay. Oh,
0: where, where, was, where was where was where was Lewis Dunk? Is he? Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: went near post. So the, oh. the, the, the two big lads were just winning around the back.
0: But... Oh, well, I say I think you know. I say I can't remember the goal. You know, but I presumed obviously it wasn't a, a banger from 25 yards. No. Um, yeah, Leicester have got. I think if Madison could have stayed on, maybe they could have got something out of that because I say they did seem to have most of the play from what I remember.
1: Well, i it, the they with 10 men. Uh, like Brighton are the type of team who wouldn't know what to do with the ball. like They don't want possession. That's the last thing they want. So It's uh, one of those where going down to 10 men probably wouldn't really disadvantage too much against Brighton. Yeah,
0: basically, yeah. Uh, on to today's games then, just the two. Um, all things started off at the Vitality Stadium where Bournemouth uh, lost to Arsenal 2-1. Um, yeah, oh God. Um I mean
1: let's get it out of the way first what an own goal this was I like, mean yes. pretty hell yes what a, you'd be so proud a, of that finish oh you would like it's not very tiny many times to score an own goal on the volley from like the edge of the box <laughs> like special kind of goal that. If, if, at the other end it's goal of the month contender So I don't
0: even know what he was trying to do was it a tackle was it a clearance you well know. it's
1: just a rule of football isn't it? when the ball's there on the volley you've got to take your chance
0: <laughs> but yeah um, yeah uh, Arsenal going ahead through uh, Lerma's own goal yeah uh, Brooks, Brooks. We talk about him every episode. Hmm. He looked brilliant again. Had a goal disallowed after five minutes, only slightly offside. Um,
1: yeah, with, with this offside, like the first time Sky showed it back, it was like, "Oh, look, it's a yard offside." They then proceeded to show three more replays where, the, well, the ball was played at like different <laughs> times. <or whatever. laughs> like, if you can't figure this out from like whoever sitting in the production truck, what chance have they got to get this right? So, well, to
0: uh, be fair, not much else was going on in the game. No, true
1: it would have been it's one of those where the ball was on the was on the deck the defender was on the deck good luck figuring out who played the pass at what time so i mean uh, it kind of really because the, the officials getting it wrong yeah. if they did get it wrong
0: that's it arsenal started slow again but not so slow that it was the whole of the first half which has been our a, think, a thing you know i think we've only scored six, seven goals in the first half of football this season um after the after after the like, the goal, we looked quite good for about fifteen minutes. Um, Bournemouth are looking more and more impressive every game as well. The the way the way they played, like I say, Brooks was brilliant brilliant for them today. Uh, unfortunately, we had Edwin uh playing in a similar position who would probably, yeah probably it was Walcott's title as the most frustrating man in football.
1: What's your thoughts on him? Because obviously you got him in exchange for Sanchez, mm-hmm. um, which you know you were going to lose Sanchez anyway, so I thought there was actually a bit of a result for you at the time, but mm-hmm. uh, today he was absolutely abysmal.
0: Yeah, it, it, it just the amount of times he didn't play a pass. <laughs> like, like Bellerin, Beller, I thought Bellerin was really good today, apart from the equaliser. Um, He's been, and bellowing has been quite good for us this season because we switched we switched to a back three uh like we had done to, like last season for the game today. So Emery's obviously been like studying uh, the games and changing the system, which is quite interesting. Um but yeah, so Bellowing's overlapping and so the ball had come into feet and Mkhitaryan and he just like hold the ball and spin around a bit. And I'm just like what are you doing? You're making Desert <laughs> Ursa look like a workhorse? <laughs>
1: I've also never seen a player have so many shots which trickle towards the goalkeeper. Yeah. Like obviously like some of them got blocked kind of, but there was three or four where we got half a yard and tried to shoot and it was just like he just scuffed it and it just barely reached the goal and it's
0: But he did this at United, like he was he loves the Europa League. Like mm. he really loves it. I don't know if he's, he's <laughs> I, I don't know if his family only get Euro- European football and at the same time they can watch him or something. Um but yeah. He looks a different player. I know he's got a different shirt number in Europe. I think maybe we're playing some. We've bought, signed his brother as well, or something. <laughs> it's yeah. He's he, but he he's got that in him. You know he, he he is a good player, but like yeah, he was so frustrating today. Like we, you know, Iwobi Iwobi looked good again. Xhaka um, was a bit, uh, um, but yeah, but yeah, Mkhitaryan. Jesus Christ
1: i certain jack has got one of the best shots on him in the league from distance, I would say. How many times does he refuse a shot in a game? Like, Yeah. That, <laughs> does that always happen, or is that just today?
0: He's done it quite a lot. Um, he tends to do it, and then against weaker teams, he will shoot a lot. Uh, I remember when we played Hull um, a couple of seasons ago, and he scored. Um, he, he wouldn't shoot for the for a while, and then suddenly he just let one go and it went in. Uh, and <laughs> then every game he was doing it. It's like Lucas Torreira today. If that boy could finish, he would be the best player in the world. <laughs> the amount of shots he had that trickled into the goalkeeper's arms or went in, out of the ground entirely. Oh, was, I, yeah.
1: I do love a good football chant, but after about five minutes of hearing the, uh, it comes from Uruguay. He's only five foot five. Chant from presumably <laughs> like this this Cockney man in the crowd who had must have had the stadium mic. Like <laughs> it was right next to him.
0: Yeah, I, I thought was I thought weird, considering that ground holds of, what, less than 20,000 people. Uh
1: um, well, obviously the away end is placed right on top of the Sky <laughs> microphone, I think. Cause, yeah, cause
0: you, yeah, <laughs> like, I've been to the Emirates like, and it doesn't sound like that. Um, <laughs> Highbury wasn't like that either. Um, but yeah, it was, yeah, listen to, you could hear all the Arsenal chants. I thought I, I thought they didn't let any Bournemouth fans in at <laughs> one point. Um, but yeah, I say, Josh King with a f- cracking finish uh, for their equaliser. Arsenal literally just switched off in the last minute of the first half. Um, again, giving Brooks full credit, ball comes to him on the edge of the box. Most midfielders are hitting that.
1: Uh, he did the right thing, just rolling them in.
0: Yeah, yeah, a wonderful finish from Joshua King. Um, I, I kind, I, I did kind of worry then, to be fair. I was like, Bournemouth did us last season.
1: Well, they just keep going, don't they? They... Uh... They always play
0: the same way. If I play them, yeah, yes, yeah, so I played very well. I so say scored in, 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 in the in the in the second half to give us the win. Um, it's interesting. Lacazette's injured. Obviously, he's not going to be out for that long. I don't believe. Um, I kind of thought he'd made this injury up because he didn't want to play for France. Um, yeah, because he got he got a late call up for the French squad. Didn't he? And there's obviously there's, there's issues there. Um, but yeah, he didn't start today. Ertzal absent. Um, although he hadn't had a good game before the break as well. I hope he comes back, though, because I can't take Mkhitaryan again. Um.
1: No, I think it would have been a weird match. Uh, it's always like you listen to our podcast and about six weeks ago when we said <laughs> you should play three at the back, two strikers, and uh, and not Ozil. Um, yeah. Now, well, presumably, I think from what I was reading, like I said, went down in training yesterday with an injury, so um, whether well, we planning to play 3 5 two almost, I-, I don't know, but... Uh, whether Mkhitaryan came in for him or not I'm not really sure
0: mm-hmm. Rob Holding still looking really good
1: yeah I was surprised at that he was uh, sort of playing on the the left channel I think of the yeah, three
0: which is unusual because Wenger yeah. used to protect him because I know um, that's Koscielny's spot basically on the left of the defence And Must- yeah. Mustafi, the, there used to be a lot of talk of when it was Mustafi and Koscielny Mustafi would want to play on the left all right. uh, sometimes and then uh, I think Callum Chambers when he's played he wants, even though he's right, he's more of a right-sided um, player he, he would like to play on the left as well sometimes so there's been issues with uh, that side but yeah to see him out there he's done brilliantly uh, Mustafi looked alright apart from giving away that free kick in the 93rd minute <laughs> Jesus Christ I, I, I was there like if they score this my telly's going <laughs> um, but yeah he, he, he didn't really do much wrong uh, say so Bellerin, apart from, like, sw- switching off the league, he just literally switched off. Uh, and, and, again, Xhaka, um is Xhaka. Um But, yeah, Brooks. I, I thought Brooks was brilliant. I was really surprised. I think Eddie Howard read the scoreboard wrong at one point because he took Brooks off and he brought on, like, Lewis Cook, who's a defensive midfielder, when they were 2-1 down.
1: Oh, yeah, they did, like, the double change, in Because he also took off uh, Dan Goslin, which is yeah. never a bad, never a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, he's... I didn't even notice he was playing but how,
1: how far down is the pecking order and is Jermaine Defoe if uh, this, I think the ball on Lise Mousset or whatever he's called I was thinking Jermaine Defoe would love a goal against Arsenal yeah, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> but apparently not worthy of a, of, of a spot
0: mm-hmm. yeah I right. say, and they left Lerma on who didn't have obviously he scored a cracking goal um, so he had a bit of a
1: stinker though, didn't he
0: yeah you know he got booked Uh he looked like an, he looked like an accident waiting to happen at times, and yeah, they they, they leave him on uh, and take off. Arguably, their most creative player in Brooks. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I get. a was impressed with Bournemouth. Uh, Callum Wilson gets better every time I see him. To be fair, Provider today as well, he played it, played the ball to Brooks for Brooks to pay it out to King.
1: Yeah, they work well on that front four um, Fraser as well on the left. Yeah. I think so. he's always a willing runner and a bit of a creative spark for them so it's a good front four Um, I like Bournemouth I I think they'll they'll finish in the top half definitely whether it's you know 7th, 8th, 9th we'll see but very good
0: and then on to the game which went exactly as I didn't expect it to go Uh, Wolves uh, coming away pointless losing 2-0 to the mighty Huddersfield Mm. And honestly,
1: I know, honestly, like that first half, I don't know if you watched it, but Wolves were as poor as I've seen any Premier League team be this season.
0: Yeah, so I saw most of the first half, Yeah, uh, and a little bit of the second half.
1: But I don't know how much of it was down to the way Huddersfield set themselves up, because I thought they were brilliant. Um, They just had obviously done their homework, they looked at the way Wolves played, Mm -hmm. and they just swarmed the the centre of the pitch. Um, But Wolves were... Just atrocious. Wolves yeah,
0: uh, good at all. Uh, they could
1: barely, could barely complete a pass. Um, and someone made a, p- a good point on Twitter. And I don't know, I can't who it was now. So, apologies if I'm ripping someone off. But Wolves have got a squad full of players who have never really played Premier League football mm-hmm. uh, until this season. And now it's getting a bit cold and a bit wintry, and the schedule is only going to get more intense as we go further into into the winter months. How many of their lads are going to be up for a scrap on a on a rough night?
0: Yeah. Connor yeah. Cody looks
1: like he will be always up for a scrap at any mm-hmm. any given moment. Um, but from the front four, five, six, there's not an awful lot of uh, not an awful lot of grit in there for me.
0: Yeah. So they made a double change at half-time, didn't they? Bring in on uh, uh, Gibbs White, who we spoke about, looks quite promising. Uh, yeah. And and the human battering ram, uh, Troyore, who who came on and had an effect. To be fair, yeah, he, 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 he scared that defense. He just again runs and runs and runs.
1: <laughs> what you would say is that Wolves were something one point eight centimeters away from equalising that header. I don't know if you saw this, but oh him, yeah, him,
0: that could that that's the closest no goal ever. like right, it couldn't be any. Uh, I mean, it, the it, line. It,
1: in real time, it looked in. Um, but obviously, was only just out. Mm-hmm. Uh, fair play to Billing for using every possible inch of his six foot nine frame to keep it out, whatever he is. He's yeah, um, fucking
0: massive.
1: <laughs> he is. He, uh, I mean, he, he, anybody else that it would have gone in pretty much. Like he, he had a hell of a stretch on to keep that out. But, mm. uh, you know, that was the difference because, you know, 10 minutes later, Huddersfield make it 2 0, and that's that. So. Mm,
0: cracking free kick from Moy, to be fair.
1: Well, it was, but the wall. Firstly, Neves on the end of the wall is—he uh he makes himself as small as possible, so it goes round him pretty easily. But also, did you notice Helder Costa stood to the right of the wall? No. What was what was he trying to block? Because like, <laughs> there's no way—he's not going to pass it down the side of the wall from there when he's got a free shot at goal. Mm. So what's he actually doing? I, I don't suppose he's put himself there, but like. Either stand five yards further close to the wall or go anywhere else. But don't do that.
0: <laughs> so, to be fair, when, because, so I missed the second goal, but then I've, I've seen it since. Um, I didn't expect Moy to hit it as a shot from there. Cause it's really? To, yeah, it's slightly to the side as well. Um, I've seen Aaron Moy play a few times and he's never struck me as that kind of player. Um, mm. So I can kind of see why they might be thinking of a, a, a pass out wide, but... But yeah, no, it was, it was a good goal. Yeah, Huddersfield. To be fair, Huddersfield looked more attacking in the game as well.
1: Honestly, the way they set up today, I, I've, I can only say positive things about them. They, they had a game plan, they stuck to it, it came off. Um, Steve Mounier is still an awful striker, mm-hmm. but even he was useful in a different kind of way today. Yeah. He did a lot of a lot of hold up, a lot of a lot of running about, leg work kind of wing. But um, I'm still, you know, not convinced by them as a as a team, um, this was a good result, good performance, but can they do it every week? Probably not.
0: Although they are up to 14th now, like as you said earlier, that's how tight it is at the bottom. They were bottom of the league. I know. And it's... one win has taken them to
1: 14th. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like most people, I really didn't expect them to win today. But, you know, they've got, they've got brain at home next week. It's winnable.
0: Yeah. Oh, God, that's a game I don't want to watch. <laughs> but please tell me it's on the Monday, so we don't have to talk about it. Let's have a look. Oh, uh, be. Imagine if that was Monday night football, I'd cancel my Sky subscription.
1: Uh, well, we'll you seen we'll see seen tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a Saturday 3pm affair.
0: Oh great, we'll save that one till last then. That was the last game <laughs> on match today.
1: Uh, next, next Sunday it's like two derbies, three derbies if you could, if you yeah. count Chelsea Fulham, so we'll have enough to talk about.
0: I okay, to be fair, there might not be a podcast next Sunday depending on what happens. Oh, you're going to hide now? Oh, uh, potentially. I've been offered a ticket to the game as well, so... Have you? I, yeah, I don't think I can afford it, though, sadly, because I've spent way too much money on trainers this weekend. Like, that's <laughs> another story. I nearly <laughs> couldn't do this week, because so I went to see Mumford & Son on Friday and screamed like a little girl. So I had no voice yeah. yesterday. I um,
1: didn't know you were in, in that particular brand of banjo bollocks, oh, but... Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. All of yeah. the banjos, uh, sir. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, yeah, Huddersfield beating Wolves—it was a bit of a surprise. Um, one thing I found really frustrating: and I'm from Wolverhampton. I don't live there anymore because it's a shit hole. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm from Wolverhampton, and I used to run a Wolves pub. Um, so I, that
1: should have been bigger news. Can't believe it's taken this long for that to come up.
0: So um, I'm I'm quite well versed in the whole Wolves. Fans, thing. I remember when Wolves first got to the Premier League. Uh, I remember when they were a, a championship side uh, with ambitions of being a Premier League team. And I remember Wolves fans, without being horrible, kind of in a similar way to Newcastle fans at a time where mm. they thought they were better than they were. Mm. And Wolves fans booed at half time today.
1: They did. I heard that. Yeah. I finally of the boot against Spurs a few weeks ago Get as
0: well. Get which... a fucking grip. You're 11th <laughs> in the league. You're being praised by one of, as one of the most... Let's say, I think they're the most attacking team in the league at the... Barman oh, City, but really. Um, they've given a very good account of themselves. Okay, they've hit a bit of a run of form. And yes, losing to Huddersfield is horrible. Um, but fucking hell. First season in the Premier League after a few years. You were in League One a couple of years ago don't don't nah. don't boo your team for you know being 1-0 down to Huddersfield they could have come out in the second half and smashed Huddersfield and whatever
1: uh, it's, it's poor form like it should stick with them uh, regardless really
0: yeah that's it they've got a great manager he, he's doing good things they're playing good football yes because of the type of football that they, they they play and some of the players they've got they've got those flair players who are going to be frustrating you know like Troy Albright Helder Costa seems to be a bit Hit and miss, um, what's his name? Oh, Diego Yota hasn't had a good oh, season yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I'm, i personally, I think Wolves are a little bit ahead, ahead of schedule and I think that, I think they've even said as much. Um, yes, they've invested a lot of money, but I don't, ex- I don't think they expected to be in the position they are now and stuff like that. So, yeah, to, to be booing. If you were bottom of the league and being hammered every week and playing like that, then boo, you know, have, you know, but they've got a plan B. Because they've showed they had a plan B against Arsenal. Because they didn't play like they well, they played better than they played today against Arsenal. They're,
1: they're better playing on the break, aren't they? That's yeah. what I've seen so far from them. Is that in the games where they're expected to make the running, hmm. if teams sit deep against them, it's you know not always that good. Yeah. Um, but on the break, they've got a lot of attacking players.
0: Yeah, but that's it. You know, Hud- Huddersfield, the bottom of the league. Their fans haven't been booing them at the end of the ga- their games. You know, Brighton the shit. I'm I'm pretty sure Brighton's fans ain't booing them Um, you know Fulham I I don't recall hearing Fulham fans booing their team although they've probably all left by then Um, gone gone for a caviar sandwich or whatever it is Um, but yeah I didn't like it it really wound me up especially because I've grown up in the area and I know what Wolves fans can be like like Mm. when they were the amount of times they blew it in the playoffs and Wolverhampton City Centre or well, Town Centre as it was then was like a battleground it's just like come on you where you want it to be you know you you probably want the, they probably of the richest clubs in England with the what they've got behind them and stuff they're in a great position they are you know yeah. you just know,
1: think as well they'll, they'll go out in January and they'll address their various shortfalls um, and they shouldn't have too much difficulty doing it because they seem to have Portuguese super agents on their side so I think they'll be alright
0: yeah so that's you know you know you know, be careful because, like, uh, Nuno's being talked of. I can't remember his full name, so I know they all call him Nuno, innit? Um, <laughs> and I, he's, he was being touted not long ago as taking over from Mourinho if he does get sacked at Man United. You know, they've got Connor Cody, who's being talked of very highly. Um, Morgan Gibbs-White and stuff like that. What happen, you know, if he leaves, does somebody else come, come in and steal all your players? And then you, you will be booing because, you know, they'll be, you know, Mick McCarthy's not available anymore, though, is he? But, um, but yeah, it really wound me up. Sorry, I've had a bit of a rant there. No, I think a okay. fair comment. You know, I was, um, I, I was I was nice to Spurs earlier on, so I uh, dig at Wolves, who I've been nice to all season.
1: Can I can I whet your appetite for next weekend's football? Go for it. Friday night.
0: Oh, it's Wolves Cardiff, isn't it?
1: It certainly is. Oh yeah, oh. I, yeah,
0: I saw that on Sky. Wolves can- Cardiff. Can-
1: cancel all plans. Yeah,
0: if you lose to Cardiff, boo. Boo, <laughs> boo if you lose to Cardi. No, if, yeah, Wolves Cardi Friday night football, I did see that. I think I'll do see Friday night, sadly. I'll uh, um, plans. But Fine that's plans. That's where you want to see Wolves, with their tails in the air and stuff like that. You Because know, I can't imagine Neil Warnock's that clever, he's not going to come out of a plan like um, Huddersfield did, is he? His
1: plan is Sol Bamba. So like, <laughs> yeah, <but it's- laughs> yeah, that's
0: it. Just have Connor Cody on the halfway line ready to pick up that ball as Bamba <laughs> launches it clear. <laughs> and you're good to go. Um, yeah, any, any other choice fixtures next weekend? I say, is it, Derby?
1: Yeah, next Sunday, like, if you plan anything next Sunday, I would find a way to cancel it, because it's Chelsea Fulham at 12, Arsenal Tottenham at 5 past 2, and then up to 11 at quarter past 4. Um, whereas on the Saturday, I've got the delights of Newcastle v West Ham. Um, Bournemouth will be getting tanked off Man City, at Man City. Uh, Leicester and Watford in the battle for 9th. Huddersfield and Brighton in the battle for who can be the most boring team in the league. And Crystal Palace and Burnley, which will finish 0-0. Mark my my, my, my words.
0: (laughs) Oh, It's quite a mix next weekend then, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and then when all that's over with, 5.30 Saturday, Southampton v. Man United.
0: Okay, so next weekend we'll talk about the Newcastle game on the Saturday, then just go straight into Sunday night.
1: Well, uh, uh, yeah, we'll just... (laughs) We'll just whack over at Man City for five minutes, and then we'll move on.
0: So oh, yeah, uh, ex- oh, excellent. So, uh, anything else you'd like to cover while we're here, sir?
1: Uh, no. I mean, I'm pleased the Premier League's back. They don't. Want, uh, no, international national football till March, so we've got right. an absolute intense schedule between now and uh, well, January, I guess, when the FA Cup happens.
0: Right, so I can I can use that time to uh, try and work out how the Nations League actually works as well, because uh, I'm still quite baffled about this.
1: I, I've written many articles about this. I I love the Nations League. You need to get on board with it.
0: Oh, what? I I don't know. I still don't... I don't think I understand it. I know know we're a Premier League show and stuff, but, you know, there's some semi-finals with us and some other teams who don't care about it. But then, are we in the playoffs for Euro 2020? Do we qualify for Euro... What? I don't understand.
1: They're two separate things. So, like, if we tank our qualifying group for the Euro 2020... We're guaranteed at least a playoff place because we've won our Nations League group. So, like Scotland, it, it really favours the smaller teams. So, mm. Scotland, who will inevitably not qualify through the, the usual route, will have a backup plan of a guaranteed playoff spot through okay. their Nations League group.
0: Okay, so then if we win, so say for example, we do what we normally do, win all of our European qualifying games before becoming shit again. Yeah. What happens to that playoff place? Because they're, they're all set aside at the moment.
1: So, the odds are that uh, most of the. Um, the top ranked teams will qualify automatically because the top two go through from all yeah, the qualifying yeah. groups. So then it just goes to the next uh, next ranked team down in the Nations League uh, who hasn't qualified.
0: Oh, so Germany then, yeah. Well, well, they'll probably qualify oh, yeah, they'll probably still. Fine,
1: yeah. 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 I- I- Iceland also one of that might benefit from it because they've hit a bit of a, a, bit of a yeah, they've, they've a brick gone. wall since since the gaffer left and yeah. such like. So. But
0: yeah. but yeah, interesting. So yeah, thank you very much for joining me again, Dave. No problem at all. Uh, pimp your socials,
1: please, sir. Uh, on Twitter at cm9798 and uh, the website's just cm9798.co.uk.
0: Excellent. Uh, you can find the show at Man on the Post on Twitter, Man on the Post on Facebook, at Man on the Post on Tinder. Um, I, would be, I would not be surprised if Ross had set us up on there. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me at xix Blue Wolf XIX, uh, yeah, if I say, if you want to hear me be frustrated with Mikaterian, you know. I, I think it is because Jack is having a good season. Uh, all the other players are just thinking, oh, what's Chris going to moan about this week? Um excellent. Uh, so that, that's, I uh, can't get my words out. Uh, that's everything from us. And uh, don't forget to always leave your man on the post.